welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast, but sometimes more than daily. I'm your host, Will Brinson, and we have another, I think it's like our fifth emergency podcast of the week. We're recording this at 1.35 on Thursday afternoon, the day the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers are supposed to kick off the 2019 NFL season, but no one cares about football because Antonio Brown the, 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 it is, it is going, it's going, like, what we thought was the weirdest situation in football has somehow gotten weirder. Oakland, California, crazy town, USA has gone ham. Joining me to talk about the Antonio Brown situation, um, Ryan Wilson. Hello, Ryan. Hey. And Brian McFadden, former teammate of Antonio Brown's. BMAC, what's up? What's up, guys? How you doing? I mean, I just want to say that was a much more enthusiastic welcome from BMAC than for me. I'll well, just put that out there. That's <laughs> BMAC's a more enthusiastic person than you are. And you know what? Surprising, Ryan, because I thought you would be way more excited about this day because Antonio Brown has, according to multiple reports, gotten himself in a situation where the Steelers plan to suspend their expensive wide receiver for conduct detrimental to the team. Yes, Ryan? The Raiders. The did I say the Steelers? Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders. Yeah. Sorry. The Raiders, not the Steelers. He's a former Steelers wide receiver. Um, plan to suspend Antonio Brown for conduct detrimental to the team. That would be a four game suspension or up to a four game suspension based on the collective bargaining agreement. And it would potentially allow them to take away all of his guaranteed money up to $30 million if they also go after his $1 million signing bonus and then cut him. And have zero dollars in dead cap space. That's the nuclear option that, that the Raiders could be looking at. Um, BMAC, wh- how, how do we get it? Have you, have you ever seen anything like this? I mean, th- this is like the seventh thing in, that's happened since uh, early August that just makes this guy who was the best receiver in football two years ago, maybe one year ago, look like an absolute crazy pants. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised. I'm shocked. I really thought and felt like we were past the distractions. We were past the, uh, unwanted attention. And then once again, what, ha- look what happens. I guess, you know, AB, he makes calculated, uh, he takes calculated steps because you remember the first week of the preseason, we were getting ready to talk about, was it, uh, was it the first week of the preseason when he threatened to retire? Yeah. Uh, so the first week of the preseason, we had all these rookie quarterbacks we were getting ready to talk about, and then he steals the headlines there. And now the first week of the regular season, the, the day of the first game, he steals the headlines. And now, uh, clearly, I don't, I don't think anyone can control his behavior. Um, I don't think any team, any coach, any GM, he is who he is. And that's why, you know, I said what I said on HQ because I don't think he will change. And if he's not willing to change, Clearly, the team will not deal with this type of behavior for a full year. So I don't see him playing in Oakland the entire season for 2019. Mm. Um, so JLC's talked about this. Our guy Joel Corey, the former agent who writes for CBS Sports, has talked about this. You may have just mentioned it, Brinson. But uh, they can suspend him, one game, four games, whatever. And then they can cut him and not have to pay him that $14 million due this year to get none of the $30 million. They may try to get back the $1 million signing bonus. So I have two questions for you, BMAC. The first question is, do you think AB understands that he could be out thirty million dollars if he didn't get get his act together? Number one, and number two, and I've talked about this before. And Brenton likes to say, "Well, aren't you happy he's a Steelers fan that they they were smart enough to get rid of AB?" I'm not convinced. If AB didn't throw a, a fit week seventeen against the Bengals and didn't continue that fit throughout the offseason, 
the Steelers may have been willing to put up with that nonsense just because he is so incredibly good. So um, number one, AB, uh, BMAC, excuse me, um, does AB understand the $30 million uh, possible loss? And number two, do you think the Steelers would have moved on from him had this not all happened in the offseason? Your first question, no, Ryan. (laughs) Wow. AB (laughs) did not understand. He did not know that posting that fine and then getting into an altercation could potentially provide a window of opportunity for the team to recoup that money. I didn't know that. I mean, Will came on uh, CBS Sports HQ and provided some quality information Thanks, regarding AB's contract. So one would think, because I'm a player, that's, I, I, I used to be a player, I didn't read everything in my contract. I didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, the most important things that I was looking at as far as the contract was guaranteed and when will I be paid along with any other bonuses? Now, granted, I never was a player that had issues behavior-wise away from the football field. So if they had something in my contract regarding behavior, I wasn't really tripping. But Will provided quality, insightful information with <laughs> con- concerning AB's contract. So to answer your question, no. AB <laughs> did not know if I do what he just did yesterday. If I did that, if I do this, they would have an opportunity of getting at least $29 million. Hmm. I think he would have thought twice. And then secondly, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's a good question, Ryan. If A.B. played the final week against Cincinnati, would he still have been in a Steelers uniform? I don't think so. And the reason why I say that, because I don't believe A.B. and Big Ben would have been able to mend their relationship. And if you have a star player going back and forth with a franchise quarterback, we've we've seen how that worked out throughout the history of the game. Usually their star player is the one who will be playing elsewhere compared to the franchise quarterback. Um, okay, so really quickly, just to catch people up, I think we talked about this on yeah, whatever the hell yesterday's podcast or today's podcast was, but it, just in case we didn't, Antonio Brown went on Instagram, and Vic Tafur, the athletic, posted this to Twitter, uh, a screenshot of it. He posted, Antonio Brown posted a letter from Mike Mayock informing him uh, he would be fined $53,950 for skipping practice with, unex- or skipping practice in training camp without an, without an excused absence. But now here's the thing that I, and I know, and it, like I'm not, I noted this. Ryan's going, oh, good, good call. You're really smart. But I mean, I did note this yesterday before all this stuff broke. In there, in the letter, and this is so important because this is setting it up. It's like putting somebody on probation. Mike Mayock wrote, please be advised that should you continue to miss mandatory team activities, including practices and games, the Raiders reserve the right to impose additional remedies available under the club's discipline schedule, the CBA, and your NFL player contract, including but not limited to additional fines and discipline for engaging in conduct detrimental to the club. That is them saying, we dare you to skip it. We will figure out a way to fine you or suspend you. And, and then, so AP posts that on Instagram and he wrote, when your own team want to hate, but there's no stopping me, stopping me now, devil is a lie. Everyone got to pay this year. So we're clear and tagged at Raiders. He tagged him when he posted it. So not a great move. Then he shows up to practice, uh, shows up at the Raiders facility on Thursday. And remember, we're, we're like less than 72 hours out from the kickoff of the season. And he gets into this altercation with Mike Mayock, according to, uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Media. 
media, he di- he didn't uh, he not- it didn't get physical, but he told Mayock, who again is his boss and the GM of the Raiders, that he was going to punch him in the face. And then when he was held back by various teammates, one of which apparently includes Vontez Perfect, the guy who hit hit Antonio Brown famously several years ago in the playoffs, uh, he then took a he took a football and punted it really high, like he was Nick Nolte in Blue Chips, and said, "Find <laughs> find me for that," and stormed off. I mean. Like the, here's the thing, B Mac, is you can't you you can yell at teammates, you can yell at um one of the people you just can't yell at is the GM. You just can't have a public confrontation with the GM because then it becomes either he disciplines you or he looks like he's a fool, right? Mm-hmm. No question. <laughs> and and and, and that, that that's why I feel like this relationship will end sooner than what we expect because oh, you yeah. can't disrespect GMs, you can't disrespect coaches. You can't disrespect guys that will be with this organization for quite some time. And, and last time I checked, Mayock and Gruden are basically tied to the hip. They're yeah. basically tied to the hip. They're not going anywhere anytime soon unless it's something individually they're dealing with that they would like to remove themselves from the organization. But they are tied to the hip. So you went out and disrespected a man who is highly respected, who has been supporting you, who – who knows what came out of AB's mouth? Just think about that. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't physical, but it was extremely verbal, disrespectful. I, I can't. There's some things it's hard to come back from, especially if I'm your superior. I mean, imagine, if, imagine if you walked into like, like, or like if you, I mean, I don't know, like you walk into like Port's office, who's our boss, Port, and you're like, I'm gonna punch you in the face. And then like, you gotta be held back by a bunch of producers. Do you think that he's gonna be like, okay, that was fine, don't worry about it, you can come back later? Or is he gonna be like, <laughs> sorry, BMAC, we're gonna have to let you go, there's other players out there. I mean, you know not only, I mean? not only that, BMAC's been around CBS for a while. Yeah. AB has been in Oakland for two months max. Yes. Although you say that BMAC doesn't arrive to work in a hot air balloon, so maybe there are some similarities there. <laughs> But for real, I mean, he's just got there. I understand why he was mad at Big Ben or mad at Tomlin or mad at Kevin Colbert or whomever on the Steelers, whatever reason. You know, sometimes you get tired of working with people that you've been with forever. He just got to Oakland. Mm -hmm. And also, like, when I get in trouble, like my boss reprimands me, I typically don't go put it on social media to let everyone know that I'm an idiot. That's exactly what he did. I didn't read the comments, but I can't imagine there was too much support AB's way. He's sort of painting the Raiders to look like they're they're the good guys in all this. I mean, Adam Schefter tweeted out, uh, it's 1.46 p.m. Eastern time as we're recording this. The Raiders started practice at 1.30 p.m., and Adam Schefter said that Antonio Brown was not there. So presumably he showed up Thursday morning, got angry, uh, tried to fight Mike Mayock and left. So I don't know where he is. B-Mac, if you're Drew Rosenhaus, AB's agent, what's what's the spin control? How are you you salvaging this, and how are you keeping your client from losing $30 million? (laughs) Uh, That's a good question. Imagine being AB's agent now, like, yo, in the public, I got to support you, but privately, like, what are you doing? Like, no, we can't just don't don't hit sin. Just talk to me before you make these, uh, you have these emotional reactions. So for Drew, Drew has done a phenomenal job in spinning everything negative to a positive with AB. I can say that much. The whole helmet situation made that an endorsement opportunity. Uh, the feet situation, you know, was just a, a honest mistake. I don't know how he's going to spin this one because the issue, the difference between the other issues with the feet and the helmet. There's a good chance A.B. really pissed off the wrong people. Mm-hmm. 
the people that were supporting him, the people that writes his check. That's the difference. You know, having the league feel some type of way with you, it's okay because you're not solely entitled to that, to the shield. It's to the Raiders. Having, you know, the fans feel some type of way about you, it's okay. They'll get over it when you're healthy. But when you have the GM who's tied to the owner, the GM who's tied to the head coach who just signed what a 10 year deal mm-hmm. feel some type of way. What, whose side you think they're going to take? Yeah. So B Mac, what, what's crazier? The, and this, the interesting link is Drew Rosenhaus. Terrell Owens doing push ups and sit ups in his driveway and, and Rosenhaus yelling next question at reporters or this AB situation. Cause I feel like AB has blown past TO in terms of the craziness. And, and that's and who would have ever thought, <laughs> right? That that's the crazier, yeah. Like like, T.O. His antics were, wow. At that time, remember it was the era where social media was was non existent. But what A.B. has done, you just hit the timeline in a matter of what two months. <laughs> Think about this: not a full year, not a few years, in a matter of two months, A.B. has surpassed. All the negative things he did in Pittsburgh and what he played in Pittsburgh, what, seven, eight years? I mean, he, he, here's the interesting thing is he was, even if he'd left, I think if he'd left Pittsburgh and just said, you know, I, I'm, in, I've gone crazy. I'm retiring. Uh, he probably was a Hall of Fame wide receiver or at least very close to it. And now that he's done this, and I, I know I, I'm not saying that he's impacted the way I feel about him as a player, but I think it will impact his hall of fame chances. Like if he never plays again and this is how he goes out, I think it would negatively impact his hall of fame chances and move him back towards the back of the line. Hands down. Hands down. I agree. I agree. And who, I mean, I know people will say the Patriots because the Patriots are geniuses, but honestly, who is picking up Antonio Brown? Let's say he, let's say that he is, Let's say that the, let's say that the Raiders go full blown nuclear option here. And I, I personally, BMAC, believe that they will because, th- like, when that frozen foot thing happened, as you pointed out, it was, they're like, oh man, did we make a mistake? Like, this guy burned off his feet in a cry- cryotherapy chamber and isn't showing up to practice and is, is sort of going dark. Man, this is a, uh, you know, this is kind of a concern for us, but you know, he's a great player. We paid him a bunch of money. We'll just, we'll just deal with it. Let's get through it. Let's stand publicly behind him. Then the helmet thing happens. They're like doing the same thing. All right. Let's get ABs back. We'll try and be, we'll be positive. We'll influence him in a positive manner. And then this happens. And now the Raiders have to be thinking, okay, this guy has done enough where no one will fault us and no one will question us for suspending him for conduct detrimental and then cutting him and saying, you owe us $30 million. You don't get any of your cash. If they do that, who on earth would pick him up at this point? Like, is there somebody who would be willing to take a chance on this, given what they saw in Oakland? Only the Patriots. It's the only the, team, the, right? That that's the only team. The Patriots would be the only team bold enough to pick up a guy like AB. And maybe that's AB ultimate plan. Maybe he's seeing out there the Raiders will be a bad team once again. He don't want to be associated with them and they're losing ways. So maybe he, this could be his ultimate plan. We don't know, but that is the only team I think would give AB an opportunity. And maybe Belichick and Brady would be the only individuals that can really keep him in check. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, the Patriots, they take a lot of chances on guys who are at risk. And the thing is, they will dump you if it ain't working out. Chad Ochocinco didn't work out, and he desperately wanted to be there. And he certainly wasn't nearly the headache that A.B. has become. He just struggled to pick up the playbook, it sounded like. One other team that comes to mind, and this is solely because we talked to Brady Quinn about this a few times, is Seattle Seahawks. 
They sort of have some needs at wide receiver. They have Tyler Lockett, obviously, but they have a couple young guys. And Brady Quinn could not talk enough about during training camp how much John um, uh, Pete Carroll and John Schneider, the GM, connected with the players and, and how much they bought into what Carroll and Schneider want to do. I don't know if that – I mean, I don't think that – I can't imagine Russell Wilson and Antonio Brown doing anything together, but maybe Pete Carroll – has the magic formula to to sort of slap some sense into AB. I don't suspect that they would, and it, I don't think ultimately be worth the headache. It is going to be insane when he this thing breaks up with the Raiders and he can't find a job that he's playing in the XFL with Landry Jones throwing him football passes. But it's, I mean, like, but it's like how seriously who who would give him a job after seeing this? Because you you have to be a, a team that's good. Right, because it's clear that he's not going to play with like a play ball at a situation like Oakland, where it's you know you got an okay quarterback and you got a. I mean, they get they get they made the highest paid wide receiver in football, and he burnt his bridge in in Pittsburgh, where every where this is the most stable organization in football, maybe behind the Patriots, but are on the same pedestal. A team that drafted him, gave him his only chance, gave him multiple contracts, restructured him. It's just insane the idea that that I, I mean I don't know the whole thing is crazy. I mean what. Is there any chance, like if you're one of his teammates, B-Mac, is there any chance that you would be okay with him coming back into the locker room after all this? Uh, slight, there's a slight chance because we know you're, you're a phenomenal player. Right. But like, at, at what point do you say enough is enough? Cause technically he hasn't, he's been away from the team more so than being with the team throughout training camp. So they really haven't really, they don't even really know him. They haven't been around him. So, you know, if if he the I guess the only way I would consider taking him back, guys, is if he publicly apologize or in front of the team apologize. Because I don't know up until this point has he ever apologized mm-hmm. for his actions. Uh-huh. Nowhere, Pittsburgh, Oakland. So, with that being said, he would do something we never seen him do before. So, therefore, he could show. Uh, you know, some contrition and just try yeah, and like that he's sincere and he's genuine. But I think that would be the only way. Uh, Joel Corey, as Brian points out, he noted on uh, on Twitter, any voiding of Antonio Brown's guarantees won't likely have an impact until 2020. The way out of the 2019 guarantee is suspending Brown for the first game so his salary doesn't get guaranteed through termination pay by him being on the 53-man 50, roster for the game and then cutting him. Now, somebody tweeted at Joel, like, wonder what Gruden thinks. And Joel said, he doesn't think, he said, Antonio Brown is John Gruden's shiny new offensive toy. I'm not anticipating a departure until 2020, which is interesting. If John Gruden, Ryan, decides to go with um, Antonio Brown over Mike Mayock or decides to keep Antonio Brown on there, what does that say about the Gruden-Mayock dynamic they got going on? Well, we knew what the dynamic was from Jump Street. It was <laughs> that Mike Mayock was answering to John Gruden, and we sort of he sort of said as much um, early on in his tenure. Um, and it seems like he's the bad cop versus John Gruden good cop in this whole A.B. situation. And, look, maybe they're like, you know what, $15 million, we're willing to eat that if he gives us one year of productivity. But I'm telling you, and B-Max been talking about this, dude's a cancer. He's not going to help that locker room. We know that Derek Carr is fragile already with everything going smoothly. And I'm going to tell you what I said a month ago, and I was sort of half kidding, but now I'm much more serious. Hunter Renfro is going to be the most important <laughs> offseason acquisition of this Raiders football team. The fourth-round pick out of Clemson, who looks like Will Brinson's older brother, is going to have more catches <laughs> than, than A.B. in Oakland if, if A.B. doesn't get his stuff straight. Um, worth noting, the Raiders over-under 
is uh, has moved off the board on a offshore market. No surprise. Uh, Take the under. Well, I see it locally at six and a half, and I love the under, but the under is minus two hundred. So you got you got to like lay two hundred bucks to win. There's 100. no way they're winning seven football games. None. I agree, but you got to lay two hundred bucks. That's a lot of cash. Is that like two, you got to lay two bucks to win one buck? That's it's just you know you got to leave. It's just it's impending. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to happen. You just went on HQ and said they're going to go zero and seven. <laughs> he right, did. Fine. fine. Should I, I saw it. Fine. I'll bet it right now. So they're they're going to go six and what's the what six and four right. at the end of the season? All right. All right look. Six, look. I'm, I just bet it. Okay. I bet it. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I put unloaded on it. My, now my advice here for anybody who, um, is considering that is to take the under, obviously. Stephen O of sportsline.com sends this along, uh, our simulations, right? He said, even with a happy Antonio Brown, Oakland was projected for 5.4 wins. If Brown were completely removed from the team, they would drop to a five win team under betters, better move right now. So if you want to take it, this is out on Thursday night. It's probably still up in your local. You got to lay two dollars to win one dollar. But I, I agree. I think they're going to be zero and seven or one and six at best. And so then you're looking at, you know, can they win uh, six of nine games to close out the season? The answer is probably no. When one of those is against the Chiefs and two are against the Chargers. Um, also, if you're betting on this game and you want to bet on it, take the Broncos now because they were. It was a pick 'em. Um, our sports line simulations had Denver as a one point favorite. Assuming Brown is suspended for at least one game, the Broncos moved to a two and a half point favorite. Um, and Vegas shifted over to Denver minus two. I still really like Denver. I think the angle here with no AB though, gambling wise, uh, is to take the under on Oakland's total points at 20 and a half. Um, and from fantasy, fantasy perspective, I guess you go pick up Tyrell Williams. Maybe your boy Hunter Redford, Ryan. BMAC is, what is this, what does this Oakland offense do against this, against a stout Broncos defense in week one? Well, knowing, well, knowing now that AB may not play, we don't know exactly, you know, how long he would be, you know, on the sideline. Yeah. I think this assuming, puts more of a assuming he doesn't play week one, and how do you think this offense looks with Derek Carr, Tyler oh, Williams and yeah. this put more of an emphasis on running the football. Yeah. So a guy like Josh Jacobs could be huge when it comes to fantasy implications because now mm. your top wide receiver is not in uniform. So you would like to take pressure off of Derek Carr's plate and the best way to do that is running the football because if you can't establish a ground game a ground attack guess what chubb and von miller they're going to just peel their ears back and i understand the raiders have brown who they just signed from the patriots but they just had what colton miller on the opposite side who had some ups and downs as a rookie starting opposite of brown you do not want to allow guys like chubb and von miller to have an opportunity to abandon the run and just rush the passer so for me Josh Jacobs could have a huge, huge part as far as the success Monday night. Well, uh, one guy to worry about for DFS purposes or even season-long purposes, Darren Waller, uh, Dave Richards' favorite sleeper tight end. That's a guy that you – know, tight- Look, Jared Cook blew up last year because Derek Carr had to lean on a tight end with no real receiving weapons. If Antonio Brown is gone for a long time, Darren Waller is a guy that uh, you should pick up. Um, you can make a case that he's better uh, as a sleeper than even guys like, uh, I'm not going to say Vance McDonald, but uh, I would throw out Mark Andrews, um, Eric Ebron, certainly Greg Olson or Jimmy Graham. I, mean, I think Waller is a guy you should snag if you're if you're sitting on there um, and, and, and you're looking for it. Ryan, uh, any thoughts about this game? Um, I want to ask B-Bank one more thing about AB in this time in Pittsburgh. I'm looking at AB's stats 
when you know, 2010 to 2018, he was with Pittsburgh. The only time he missed missed any games from 2013 on is because of injury. How did the Steelers control him? How did they get him out there every week? How did they keep him motivated? I know a, a lot of the complaints are that Big Ben targeted him too often. That that had a lot to do with the interceptions. Was that it? Because this thing has gone sideways in a hurry in Oakland. I just want to know what the Steelers were doing to keep um, A.B. happy. Well, the, the thing about A.B. and in Pittsburgh, even though his antics became a bit much, what kept him kind of kind of rooted and grounded was knowing I had an opportunity to compete for a championship. I'm a part of an experienced, successful, prestigious organization that has been relevant as long as I can remember. And because of that, I need to may I need to contain my behavior, to say the least. And now thinking about the Raiders and I've mentioned this a few times on HQ, everything in Oakland is a is a is a downgrade compared to what A.B. has been used to. Mm. The consistent success, the quarterback play, the total offensive play, the coach, the defense, everything is a downgrade compared to what he's coming from. So with that being said, there's a good chance. I don't think A.B. has ever been a part of an organization in Pittsburgh to where at, to where once the season starts, you have uncertainty about can you get into the playoffs? Yeah. And in, in, in Oakland, forget the playoffs. You have uncertainty. Can you win your division? Playoffs? That's right. <laughs> the Jim, old Jim Moore. No, you're right. It's like, like are you going to win four games? Is your quarterback, yeah. is your quarterback going to be short hopping balls at your feet uh, by week three? I mean, you know, yeah, it's a disaster. And, They've had um, plenty of seasons since so too. By the way, just from, this is from Mike Garofalo, and I think we knew this from Joel Corey because he wrote about it a few weeks ago, but just worth reiterating. According to someone, Mike Garofalo of NFL Media, according to someone who reviewed Antonio Brown's contract, there is standard default language on the guarantees. Nothing that protects him from a suspension for conduct detrimental to the team. So $30 million indeed in the balance as the team mulls discipline. So look, now it's possible the Raiders say, listen, Antonio, <laughs> I know this would be stupid. This would be like, you're the worst parent in the world. And I like, I, and it might be me. I might, I might be the one who does. It. I'm like, if you throw one more veggie straw at me while I'm driving, Robbie, I'm going to take away your iPad like later tonight. This is like the Raiders might be like, listen, Antonio, you do anything else and we're going to suspend you and we're going to take away that $30 million. If they do that, come on. I mean, just if you're the Raiders, you got to hammer the guy. I agree. I don't know if they're going to do it. They might be willing to eat fifteen million dollars in 2019 and see what happens. But is is that is fifteen million dollars in AB uh, seasons worth of AB headaches worth seventy catches for a thousand yards and whatever eight or nine touchdowns? No. And two wins. No. I I don't think so. And and uh and let's keep it real. The Raiders know the reality of the situation based on what we know. They're not a playoff caliber, a Super Bowl caliber team. I think they're the same team with or without AB. So if they, if, if the headache that AB will bring with him can get us closer to a Super Bowl, then you deal with it. Right? But if he, if, 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 if we're no, technically we're basically the same team with him, then why I'll deal with the headache? Like I said, we don't know exactly what AB said to Mayock. We don't know how disrespectful his words, uh, how, how disrespectful his, 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 his words were. We don't know exactly what else was said. I heard he punted the football and he said, find that. So <laughs> some things, if you're Mike, if you're Mike Mayock, enough is enough. Right. I'm with you. And if you're Mike Tom and you're giggling all the way to the clubhouse on can, Sunday. Can you imagine? So is grown, Big Ben. 
a thirty-year-old man kicking a football and then challenging his boss. That is, that is just that's insane. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. All right, we got to get out of here. That's our emergency pod. It went longer than we expected. Devo's blowing me up. Where's the pod? Where's the pod? We got to post it. BMAC, you're <laughs> you're a hero for jumping on with us. Ryan, as always, you're all reliable. Ryan shooting right back up the rankings. Trashing Sean for not being so reliable before we started too. I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll be back for uh, we'll be back later. Uh, no, we're back tomorrow morning. Picks with RJ and Preet, and then uh, a recap of Thursday night's Thursday night's action. Thanks, guys. Yes, sir.